Welcome to the finale. This is the final part of the Transfer from Principles episodes, at least for now, because I recorded 10 episodes, so that's 10 hours worth of content from just reading it the second time. And this is all, this whole episode is all on my notes on reality transurfing, steps one through five by Adam Zellum. So let's get right into it. I want to start things off by reviewing the mirror principles because those are so essential to understand and know. I'm not going to read them all. I'm just going to read the last three because those are the most important. But pretty much, if you're new, the mirror principles are the world is basically a mirror and we're always standing in front of it. So, and the way you reflect an image, the way you you send an image to the world is through your thoughts. All of your, everything that goes on in your head is constantly being sent to a mirror and the mirror has a delay. So it actually takes days, months, years for it to actually send the image back into physical reality. So you basically think and then it gets sent to the mirror and then it gets sent back into physical reality. And that's pretty much the mirror principle. But the sixth mirror principle is release your grip and allow the world to move with the alternative's flow. The seventh is any reflection should be perceived as positive. And the eighth, which is my favorite and in my opinion the most important, you control reality by controlling your chain of thought. So... I want you guys to imagine, or I just want you guys imagine yourself standing in front of a mirror in real life. Like I'm standing in front of a camera that is playing an image onto my computer right now. So I'm basically doing this, except it's like reverse, like my right hand is up, but it's weird. So pretty much just imagine yourself, or if you can in real life, imagine yourself standing in front of a mirror. Now, everything that the mirror sends back, so whatever I see on my screen right now is not necessarily what the... Okay, actually, let me explain this. Let's say I don't like the color shirt that I'm wearing, and I don't like the reflection because the colored shirt is wrong. Would it be crazy if I just tried to reach into the mirror and try and manipulate the color of my shirt and try and change the color of my shirt? Yeah, that'd be crazy. All you have to do is take off your shirt in real life and change it. You just change it in real life. But that's actually what most people do in reality. Most people don't like the... They don't like the like the, what the image that's being presented by the mirror, which by the way, the image being sent presented by the mirror is physical reality and it's reflection of your thoughts. So your world, your world layer is basically a reflection of your thoughts. And a lot of people don't like their world, their reality. So they try and reach into their world and reality and try and manipulate things. They try and relentlessly control the situation. They try and use inner intention to change things. That's akin to me reaching into the mirror and trying changing my shirt through the mirror. When in, when the most optimal and most effective way we all know is just to change your shirt, just change the image being reflected, being sent into the, into the mirror which in reality translates to change your thoughts, change your mindset, your worldview, your attitudes. And then you'll change the image being reflected back from the mirror, which is your reality. And when you control your thoughts, you control reality. And honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys right now. I have not seen any changes in my life like any physical changes yet. And I've, I've been visualizing for, honestly, I've been visualizing my goal for probably a few, maybe two months, three months, but I haven't really been serious about it until recently. It's probably only been like two weeks, 
of me being serious about visualizing my goal. So it's been two weeks of me being serious about me visualizing my goal. And I haven't seen any changes because the world has a delay. So I'm staying strong. I'm staying patient and staying focused on my goal because I know that it's a delay and it may take days. It may take weeks. It take, it may take months. Who knows? So I just got to keep that image in my head, keep it in my head. And then I'll start seeing changes in real life, but let's get into the, the real notes. Well, that these were all real notes, but let's get into the first page. In order for a thought form to become established as physical reality, you have to produce it methodically. And that's why I was saying that I haven't really started visualizing for the past week or two weeks because I, yeah, I've, I originally started visualizing me surfing, which is my goal, by the way, surfing and being a surfer in Hawaii that I originally started visualizing that maybe three months ago, but I wasn't really serious and I wasn't really producing it methodically, like producing it constantly every day at least 30 minutes a day until like a week or two weeks ago. So literally probably October 1st is when I started and it's October 9th when I'm recording this. And I believe this episode will go up on a Monday or on a Tuesday because this, this is my second episode that I'm recording today. So and I'm doing this so I can have a seven episode schedule again instead of five. So I can actually say that it's Monday and it'll actually post on Monday. But this episode, I believe, will post on Tuesday because I'm recording on Monday. But that, besides the point, let's look at the next one. Realizing a dream demands more patience and focus. So since the world is a mirror and it has a delay, since our thoughts aren't instantly materialized, which is good because if they did, then we would be in a crazy situation with, I mean, if you take a look into someone's mind, you would probably not see a great, I mean, if you just, I mean, look in your own mind, sorry, this thing is like messed up. Look in your own mind and you would not want thoughts to be instantly materialized because the world would be chaos and that's just your own thoughts if everyone's thoughts instantly materialize yeah i would not want to live in that world because there it would constantly be changed which is why there's a delay and you have to hold that image for quite some time so imagine if i was standing in front of a mirror and since it's a delay i just place my hand up and then quickly put it down since it's a delay, it won't actually see that image. And I wait and it's not going to show up ever because I didn't hold it long enough. So let's say, let's say for example's sake, the world is a mirror with a five second delay. I put my hand up, quickly put it back down within two seconds. And then I wait for the five second delay and nothing, nothing shows up. But if I put my hand up, wait five seconds, two, three, four, five, and then I put it down, then the image will materialize and then I'll see it. But then after five seconds, the image will be gone because I put it down. Does that make sense? That's basically the world. So you have to hold that image in your head, but let's say you achieve your goal. You, There's one more kind of rule at play that allows you to not have to necessarily consciously direct your energy towards thinking about it. And that is a feedback loop. So when we are born, we're born into a random place in the world. We could be rich, we could be poor, we could be at middle class where it's random. It's like playing the lottery. And that basically creates our initial starting point in life. And since we're living in a feedback loop where we perceive reality, like we see reality and then we react to it, and then that sends the image to the 
mirror and then the mirror reflects that and consolidates it into physical reality and then we react to it and then it just repeats it's a loop since we have a tendency to react to reality first and then or since we have a tendency to look at reality first and oh wow this thing just broke but since we have a tendency to look at reality first and then react to it that's why we're in a feedback loop and that's why the poor stay poor and then the rich stay, uh get or the poor get poorer and the rich get richer yeah i don't think i'm gonna be able to fix this i'll figure i'll figure it out after this episode but let me just do this now all right so Sorry for you guys on the po- uh, podcast, just listening to the audio. I It's because my microphone stand just broke, so I have to hold my mic, but it's no matter. It doesn't matter. Since the rich get richer and the poor get poorer because of this feedback loop, once we achieve our goals, so, okay, let me explain this. We're in a feedback loop, and then if you want to change reality, you basically have to stop the loop and then reverse it so then you send your chosen thought form out and then it consolidates it into reality and then once it consolidates it into reality then you can react to reality you see where i'm getting with this so then once you achieve your goal instead of having to maintain that thought you simply can go back to the the feedback loop of reacting to reality and then since you're at this new area or this new goal your reaction will be much more higher. So then you'll be able to maintain this without much conscious effort. And that's basically how it works. Only the mirror can know how the image's reflection will be formed as the means is inaccessible to the mind. This is something that I had to remind myself of a few times today, actually, which is weird because over the past week, I didn't really have to think about it. One of the big pieces of transurfing is when you're creating your image. Excuse me. When you're creating your image, your thought form, your thought energy, then you're basically, sorry, I just blanked out. Okay. Yeah. So when you're thinking, you're basically sending an image to not the means, but you're sending an image of the final destination. You're sending like the final destination you intend to live in, not like the means. So then that gives you a opportunity to just kind of sit back and relax and allow the world to do things. And then eventually you'll get that final destination. And that's actually releasing the grip of control. It's extremely important because when you try to control the situation, if something does not fit into the script that your mind has created, then you, the human mind has a tendency to react to it negatively and try and control the situation and put it back. But the mirror, is te- it's technical. Like we don't know how it actually manifests. We don't have to know. Like we're just, all we have to know is how the principle works that we send an image and it sends back. Like we don't have to know how it will happen. And it's actually worse if you think, you know, because we tend to create plans and that's actually worse because you should just release the grip and allow this deviations into your script. Our only job is to know is to set the destination but then the train tracks have the, like, imagine a, tr- a transcontinental train. I think that's the right word. Imagine a train that goes across the country. All you have to do is buy the correct ticket. You place your correct destination. So let's say you're going to Florida. You place the ticket for Florida. You don't have to know which roads it's going to cross, what states it's going to cross. You don't have to know the exact, like, path. All you have to know is the destination because you'll know which train to get on. That's it. And the world takes care of the rest, just like the train tracks take care of the rest for you. Desire plus doubt plus fear equals longing. Desire is only a problem if doubts and fear are involved. 
excuse me. So one of my misconceptions that I had when I read Transurfing the first time is one of the things I remember is to drop desire. I was, I always just thought that desire was bad, but in fact, desire is what drives evolution because if you don't have desire, then you're not going to strive to achieve anything. And so the, when desire is bad is when it turns into longing, when there's doubt and fear added into the mix. So that's why you have to do the inner work, which I talked about a lot in last yesterday's episode. You do the inner work and then you just every single time doubts pop into your mind, just remind yourself that you've, it's just a matter of choice and you've made your choice and it's God's intention. And just remind yourself that you've made your choice and doubts only hinder your progress and just eradicate doubts from your mind, like destroy them absolutely unrelentlessly or relentlessly destroy, like get rid of them out of your mind instantly. Every single time they pop up, same with fear, just get rid of it because then you have longing when you long for something, you're not going to achieve it. Constantly remind yourself that the mirror works with a delay and requires a certain pause while it puts the reflection together. Just like I was saying, if you hold your hand for five seconds, then it has that pause and it puts the reflection together. But if you put your hand up and then you just give up and you don't have the patience to hold it up, then you're not going to see the reflection. So you have to have the, the patience in real life. You have to just be patient with your situation and just hold it because I've been visualizing for probably three months this goal but I haven't really locked in for one month or one week is when I locked in and now I'm locked in now I just have to hold it for a set amount amount of time and what I noticed is that let's say one week ago I was visualizing yeah I was visualizing and then throughout the day I wasn't really thinking about it But every single day I thought about it more and more and more and then my visualizations got stronger and stronger. And actually, I moved on to the wave two of the gateway experience. And so now I'm going to focus 12 and it's actually my visualizations visualizations are so much more clear and a lot better. So now throughout my day, I'm actually thinking about it a lot more. I'm thinking about my goals a lot more. So that's good because if you just... But kind of what I'm doing is I'm meditating in the morning, in the middle of the day and at night. So in the morning, I put my hand up for a couple seconds and then I drop it throughout the day. And then in the middle of the day, I put it up a couple seconds and then I drop it throughout the day. And then I put it up a couple seconds at nighttime and then I drop it. But every single day I found that I go up, my hand goes up during the meditation and then it stays up for quite some time after and then it slowly lingers away and then it kind of refreshes when I meditate again and then it slowly lingers away but every single day it stays up longer and longer and longer until eventually I feel that one I'll get to the point maybe in a week maybe in a month I'll get to the point where I'm constantly thinking about my goal and it's in the background of my thoughts at all time. And that is where the real progress happens. Once you get to that point, your heart and mind are unified. That's when the sharp image comes through. That's when you start to make progress. The human mind meets any circumstances it had not foreseen and the slightest deviation from its script with hostility. So our mind has a tendency to create a plan like, I actually did this probably like 40 days ago and I, I've, I'm still doing it to this day and I'm being conscious of it. But one of my favorite examples of this is around like episode 40 at that time of recording, I hadn't really, it was like August from like August until September. I didn't really look at my analytics throughout August for my podcast. And so it's been, it'd been like a couple weeks or maybe even a month and I didn't look at them and I told myself I was going to look at them on September and I created this whole plan. I'll be, I'll have like f- 500 downloads per episode. I'll be at like, I'll have a lot of subscribers. Like I had this whole plan and then once 
I created that plan. Then I created another plan. After that, I was going to offer a coaching service. And then I was going to coach five clients. And then I was going to find a common theme amongst them all. And then I was going to offer a solution to my whole audience and then create a business out of that. That was my whole plan. And notice that I planned a very, a lot of steps ahead. And then once I checked my analytics, absolutely nothing. Crickets. I had like six subscribers, which is a lot. I'm really happy about that, but not the 500 that I was expecting. And so that's like another example of your art. Like don't create a plan, like don't script. And another example is I just a couple weeks ago, I went to Funnel Hacking Live with my friends. So we live in Chicago and we flew, we're both high school kids still. And we flew just me and him across the country to a event for business, for entrepreneurship. And there was a lot of times, as you could probably tell, that honestly, we didn't know what was going on. Like we, there was a lot of like unknowns and hidden variables like we didn't know how far the walk was we didn't even know how to get there we didn't know like many different things and throughout this whole time like me and him were both like creating plans and I remember this one time my friend was like all right so we're gonna do this and then we're gonna actually let me tell you this story we once we like got in the plane to fly there we were on in the at baggage claim, we had arrived at Florida and we were at baggage claim waiting for my bag. And then we were like, he was like, okay, we should probably figure out like what we're doing. I was like, okay. And then I got my bag and we walked over to the side where we like looked at the phone and we were like, okay, are we going to go to our hotel? Are we going to go to Costco? Are we going to walk around town? And we created like all these plans, like even one plan we were going to go on public transportation for two hours to get somewhere that was a 30 minute drive. And so we created all these plans and I was like, all right, dude, let's just, let's just go to the hotel and then figure things out from there. Like, let's drop our plans to release the script. Like don't plan. And that was the first instance where we were planning and I caught us and then we corrected course and then there were so many more times where we just like we're planning but then we were like let's just take it one step at a time that's really how you should go about life that's what I keep reminding myself it's starting to become a habit which is good when your attention is glued to the mirror you succumb to the illusion that you only have to reach out your hands and reality will instantly submit to your will This is basically you're staring at the mirror. So you're standing at your reflection and you have the illusion that you can like reach into the mirror and change things. This is inner intention. This is akin to you in real life staring, like constantly looking at your environment, which most people do. And they're constantly like interpreting and reacting to their Uh, reality and then they try and manipulate things they try and control the situation they try and use their inner intention to change things when that's just a fallacy it's an illusion it is essential that you keep your hands away from the mirror and allow the world to move that's outer intention right there just allow like that's another that kind of goes along with the story i just told of releasing your like dropping your script and like taking things one at a time taking it one step at a time you are the master of your success this is honestly they kind of teach this throughout school like you can be successful but it's all just like garbage it's all just like fancy quotes on the wall like stupid stuff No one, like, they don't really teach, like, they don't really tell you that. They're just like, they just say that. And then what they teach is that you're going to go to work a nine to five job for the rest of your life. And, but reading this and transurfing, you're the master of your success. That is like, you're really the only person that gets in the way of your success. You, just you, 
like no one else. And that's true because I hear all these success stories, like I, throughout reading books and just when I used to watch YouTube, a lot of people had to go through a lot of crap to get to where they were. And they could have just given up, but that would be them giving up. But instead they were like, oh, I'm the master of my success. I get to choose. So then they just kept on going at it and then they made it eventually. So you're like the only one who can choose whether you succeed or fail. Whatever you see in the mirror, you can never know for certain whether it is for your good or to your detriment. But you can decide to choose the best for yourself. That goes along with how your like your ideas of reality are exactly what your reality becomes. If your idea is that your current reality is terrible, well then it's going to be terrible. But if your idea is that your current reality is amazing, even if it's objectively bad, then it's going to become amazing. And let's say, well, I mean, there's plenty of times where people have gotten like fired, like that's an objectively bad thing, but then they go on to become millionaires by building their businesses. So then, but they wouldn't have gotten that if they didn't get fired. So that situation just proves that you can't know whether it's good or bad, but you can choose. Like if you got fired, you can't know if it's to your for your good or to your negative, but you can choose good or bad by either you choose bad by moping around and like being angry at the world and not doing anything about it. Or you can choose good by saying, oh, this is an opportunity. Now I can work on something else. And then you get excited about something else and then work on something else. Like that's how you choose. It is not confidence, blind faith, self-assuredness, optimism. It is the intention of the maker. You create the layer of your world. You are the maker of your own reality. You simply just make, you just create. That's it. Like we as humans have been placed on this earth to create. And that's evident because there's so much evolution. Like we used to be hunter gatherers. We had to like go out and hunt and forage for food. But now we like created an entire like society where we've got everything taken care of us. We've created that. Like we are creators. So it's, it's inherently evident that we are creators, but most people fall under the trap of the common pendulum rule that you have to work a nine to five job and you are not destined for greatness and that you're not like a creator. So people like become basically complacent for nothing, like for low results. You can never change the entire world, but the individual layer of your world is fully at your disposal. You can't change the whole world, but your individual layer is up to you. And I like, there's this one idea that's been going through my, (laughs) there's this one idea that's been going through my mind and it's that my reality is a reflection of my thoughts. Like I've spent 17 years, 18 years of my life just reacting to my world. And that's be- and as a result, I've been basically in the same spot that I've been all my life, financially speaking and uh, geographically speaking as well. Like everything. So I've really come to terms with the fact that my reality is a reflection of my thoughts which is the mirror principle, but it's also like you can look at someone else's reality and you can see, you can kind of take a glimpse into their mind, into their worldview, into their attitude, their mindset. If they have an amazing world, an amazing reality, like they're millionaires and they live, they don't have to work anymore. They live free. Well, then their mindset, their worldview is, is like similar to that. But if you look at someone and they're like trudging away, working two jobs, like depressed, smoking, 
like drinking alcohol, like all this stuff. If you look at that, you can see a glimpse into their worldview, into their mind. Like it's kind of interesting because you can peek into someone's mind, a usually extremely private thing. Like you don't know what I'm thinking about right now. I mean, you can have a good idea because that's what I'm saying. But like, if you look at someone out in public, you don't know, you have no idea what they're thinking about. Like you have no idea. It's a entirely private thing and no one knows what I'm like, what you're thinking about, but you can actually look into their world and see kind of like the baseline of what they think and how they perceive themselves, which is really interesting. I I hadn't really thought about that too much until just now, but I think that this is a really interesting thing, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go around and like look at people's worlds because that can create dependent relationships and that will reduce my influence on the world. But that could be a really interesting thing to take note of in the future. Have the intention to control your thoughts in accordance with the mirror principle. That's it. And the, the eighth mirror principle, the eighth and the final and the most important mirror principle is control reality by controlling your chain of thoughts. Just control your thoughts in accordance to what you want and constantly do this, like literally all day, every day. And the thing is, you don't have to be perfect in the beginning. Like for, I have only been really locking into this for probably like four months, maybe three months. I don't know. And then it's, like I've been doing it for three months, let's say I've only like in the beginning, I sucked. Like I was not doing it any at all. And like I just said, I hadn't really locked in on my meditation, my visualizing while meditating until literally recently, like last week. So as long as you just keep getting better and better every day, you'll get there eventually. Don't stress out about being perfect right away. You do not have to change yourself. It is simply enough to exercise your right as a maker. You are the true maker of your fate if you intend to be so. A lot of people don't intend to be so. They're caught up by pendulums and they're caught up under control by pendulums. And as a result, they're the victim of circumstance and they basically let their put their fate into someone else's hands. But if you intend to be so, you can control your fate and you can take charge of your own destiny. The first essential condition to controlling reality is that you must have good energy levels. This is huge. This is why I'm very grateful that I focus on reading first. Like yesterday's episode, I went through all the books that I've read and I like was focused on health a lot in the beginning, like breathing diet, exercise. I was focused on all this stuff, which is essential because there are two forms of energy, physiological energy and free energy. Physiological energy is stuff that comes from diet, from your digestive system, from food, like calories. It's the energy you burn on a day-to-day basis. You regain it when you sleep, when you take naps, you restore it. And then there's free energy, which is infinite. It's cosmic energy and it's all around us. And you take it in through your meridians and then it goes up into your thoughts and it's programmed into your thoughts and you release it out into the world. That's free energy. And so the first condition of transurfing, which makes sense, is to have free, is to have good energy levels. It makes sense because if you have good energy levels, then you'll be able to have, let's say you have strong energy levels, then your thought energy will be strong. So then you'll send a stronger image to the mirror of the world. That just makes sense, right? If you have low energy, then you're not going to have as high energy, uh, thought energy. So then your Im- impact on the world will be lower. Like you're not going to have as much influence on the world if you have low energy. So the higher your energy levels, the higher your impact on the world. Work on improving your free energy. And there's many exercises to do this. The exercise he explained is that imagine two streams of energy going up and down your spine all the way up through your head and then it like envelops you in a sphere and then all the way down through your uh down through your butt through the floor and then it envelops you and the sphere goes up and like a fountain that's a fountain energy and they combine in the middle i did that for a while but then i learned about the gateway experience and there's this other one that i like to do resonant tuning is you basically 
imagine that energy go up all the way up to your from your feet all the way up to your head and then you float in your head and then you excrete it through your feet and then you repeat and then resonant energy energy balloon is the one that i do throughout the day is you imagine it going up your feet up your head past your bed past your head out your head and then spiral around you and then go back up your feet and then you repeat and uh once you get good at that then you can actually take in an in a big inhale i like to do a big inhale of imagining the energy going up my feet up my to my head a big inhale into my head and then i imagine i visualize a 10 or a circle with a 10 inside of it and then i exhale through my nose and then i imagine like the energy leaving my nose going around spiraling around me and then going and then it starts that process of the resonant energy balloon so that's basically what I do throughout the day to increase my energy levels. And I actually think that it works because I do this a lot. Like this is the pre-preparatory process on your meditation. So I do it basically at least three times a day during my meditation for minutes. I don't know how long I'm sitting there doing it. I don't keep track of time. You you kind of lose sense of time during that. So, but that's basically what I do. Never tire of looking at the world with wide open eyes. They always look in awe because the world is amazing. And once you stop looking in awe, once you real, once you think that you know everything and that you've seen and experienced everything, that's when you lose your energy levels. Ask yourself, what is oppressing you? This is a very important thing because a lot of the times we hold on to unnecessary baggage where we, we have oppressive thoughts. And as a result, it's like chaining us down. And one of the things is like future goals that we haven't achieved yet. So I used to have many different goals. Like one of the goals was to learn a language. And I had all these intentions, but I wasn't actually achieving any of them. So I realized that I had to just get rid of them all or achieve them all. And it's easier to get rid of the intention to learn a language then achieve it so I just got rid of it and now I have a plan to learn a language in the future but it's not part of my goals right now does that make sense there's a big difference between that having the current intention to learn a language versus have the have the uh, plan to learn in the future and this is also something like uh, the other day I was actually like had this negative energy around my friend and I didn't know what was it. So I constantly asked myself, what is oppressing me? And then I finally realized that it was because I wasn't allowing him to go his own path. And that's it. And you just have to constantly ask yourself, what is oppressing you? If you have something oppressing you, everything that is endlessly put off until later is a waste of energy, just like language learning. And another example is when I was planning on dropping out of school or not planning, but when I was questioning if I should drop out of school, literally the past two months, and I was like, should I drop? I was kind of on the fence of dropping out of high school. And I like asked myself, I was like, this is a waste of energy because I'm on the fence of either or. So I need to pick one and stick with it. So I, I uh, listened to my heart and I made the decision to drop out right there and then. And I listened to my heart and it was kind of like, nothing. There's no inner tension or inner peace. And then I was like, okay. So then I made the intention to stay in school and that's it. Like final, finalized decision, stay in school. And I listened to my heart and same thing, nothing, no inner tension, no peace. So then I realized, okay, well then now it's up to my mind. My heart doesn't have any preference. So now I have to use my mind to logically analyze the situation and decide which way to go. So I use my mind and analyze the situation, pros and cons, and I just decided to stay in school. So that, so now that's my plan. I'm staying in school. That's my intention. And unless something drastically changes in the future, I'm going to finish school. So that's a, another example of that. The higher your energy levels, the faster your di desires are manifest into physical reality. Just like I said, you take in free energy and then you program it into thought energy and then you send it out. But the more free energy you can take in, the more thought energy you can send out. So that's it.
in order to effectively create the layer of your world, you have to feel a sense of oneness with it and even identify yourself with it. This is something that is very interesting because if you associate your thoughts with your reality, like your reality is a reflection of your thoughts and you have a oneness, you're like, oh, my reality is my thoughts. Like my reality is my mind. This stuff goes deep and I'm just scratching the surface of it. And I'm going to start learning a lot more and experience a lot more as I get deep in meditation and as I get into these next books that I'm reading. So like your reality is your mind. Like everything in your mind is just expanded into reality. Like that gets deep and I'm just learning, scratching the surface. Take a fresh look at your surroundings. I am master of my reality just as I am master of my body. One day I went to the park and I was like to my friend, I said, we have to treat our reality or we have to treat our mindset, our, our thoughts, just as we treat our body. Cause we are both extremely careful with what we put in our body, what we touch, like all, all the stuff. We're extremely careful with our health, but we have to be just as equally careful as we are with our health, with our minds, what goes on in our heads, just because of this. You need to be calm, patient, and focused on your goals. Calm, calmness, patience, patience is a huge one, and focus. Just, that's that's all you need. F patience, because it's a delay, and focus, because you need to send a clear image. You need to place your order to the world. If you want your energy to work for you, it is essential that you focus it in a specific direction of goal. Most people's energy levels, since energy gets taken in and programmed through your thoughts, most people's thoughts are scattered. So it's kind of like a lamp. It gets shined all over the place. But if you want your energy to work for you, you need to turn that lamp into a laser. And you need to laser in, dial in on one hyper-specific goal. And then just send all of your energy to that goal. And it's like a laser. And it's it can go way further and it's way more powerful. Concentration is, 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 concentration is essential. And concentration means focus, not tension. This is one of the things that I was struggling with in the beginning of when I just learned about transurfing. I thought that I had to be extremely tense while I was visualizing and like be extremely like, I don't know how to explain it, but I was really tense while I was visualizing and I felt a lot of inner tension as a result. But concentration is just like focus. It's just focus. You just have to be focused and calmly focused. When I'm meditating, I find myself deep into meditation where my hands are like extremely relaxed, almost to the point where they're numb. And then I start visualizing and I like get tense while I'm visualizing because I'm too like tense in it. But then I remind myself to just be calm and focus. In order to control reality, you have to strive to keep your thoughts under control. To develop this habit, follow this one rule. Teach yourself to think about the thing you are doing in the moment. So this is basically being present. This is like presence is extremely vital to the transurfing process. It is enough to systematically focus on the target slide. Just always think about it. Always run that target slide in your mind. Always visualize that goal. By controlling your train of thoughts, you subject reality to your will. That is another repeat, but it's extremely important to the process. It's extremely important to understand that. It does not matter that your thoughts keep going out of control. The important thing is to acquire the habit of returning your thoughts again and again to the goal. This is something that I wish that I uh, read when I was first getting into like waking up constantly and reminding myself to bring my thoughts back to me, like back to consciousness. Because I was getting like stressed out because I kept on I kept on like losing focus or I kept on falling asleep throughout the day. And I was getting better and better, but I was stressed because I wasn't there yet. I wasn't like fully conscious. But then I realized that it doesn't matter if they keep going out of control. You simply just have to develop the habit to bring them back. Always bring them back. And that's that's very uh, relieving to hear. 
Your individual reality, thoughts, must be kept clean, just like the body. He said the individual reality must be kept clean. And I said thoughts, because your individual reality are your thoughts. So you have to keep your thoughts clean. Just always clean them. Clean your thoughts. Pay attention to them. Treat your mirror thoughts with similar care that you treat your body with. That's all. Like, just always treat. That's what I was telling my friend during summer. I was telling them that we have to treat our thinking, our mindset, our attitude, our worldview, everything that goes on in our mind, just as we do with our body. Guilt, complexes, doubt, stress, fear, etc., all ruin the picture of a person's individual world. So every single time you experience those negative emotions, be conscious of them and change your attitude and eradicate it from your mind. Be prepared to think of any outcome as successful. This is important because especially if you have a, if you place a lot of importance on a specific outcome, like let's say you are about to take a test and you place a lot of importance on getting an A. Well, you should be prepared to think of any outcome as successful. So try and say, oh, if I get a B, that's great. If I get a C, that's amazing. If I get an F, awesome. Like this is successful. And I know it's hard to like understand that F is successful, but that's what you have to do. Because remember, it's not for us to know whether any action is good or bad, event is good or bad. Just like getting fired may be good or bad, but it's us, but it is in our right to decide, to choose good or bad for ourselves. So you can decide to choose whether being fired from your job is good or bad by creating a business or not. Independent reality is subject only to outer intention, which is born of the unity of heart and mind. So this, I want to say the next one, because this is important. Work with outer intention and live in harmony with nature. Basically people over the past couple hundred years, people had a tendency of trying to control reality directly. Like that's why we have all of this technology. But instead what we have to do is live in harmony with nature because we are nature and we're part of nature, but we've become disconnected. Like I live in a concrete jungle. Like there's, especially once I go a couple miles into the city, there's nowhere to look that's not like green or that is green. There's nowhere to look that's green. It's all concrete. And there's nowhere to look that's not concrete is what I should say because we're we're separated from nature and we have to live in harmony with it. It is impossible to shape reality when excess potential is present that blocks the energy of intention and warps the mirror of the world. Excess potential is created when you destroy the balance, like when you create dependent relationships, when you judge people, when you compare people, when you think badly of people, like all of these negative things creates excess potential and as a result, your influence on the world is reduced. And through that means your energy is blocked. So you don't send as much energy out into the world. Practice the slide approach in your own way. With this in mind, you are standing in front of the mirror of the world and you are shaping an image in your thoughts of what you would like to be streamed into physical reality. A lot of this stuff is repeat, but it's it's all mental reps. It's important. This is why I plan on reading Transurfing again in the future because it's mental reps. It's extremely important. Remind yourself from time to time what you what you are striving for. Tell yourself, although I cannot know the how, everything will work itself out. So you may not know how the mirror reflects its image back, but you can re- remind yourself that everything will work out. Like you're sending your order out and the world will take care of it. Like you don't need to know how it happens, but you just need to know what the ro- the result will be. You have to switch the mind's control from script development to dynamic ongoing adjustment. This is important. This is all about going with the flow. You, uh, This sentence is really important. I, I, I need to memorize this right now. You have to switch the mind's control from script development to dynamic ongoing adjustment. 
whenever you come across an event, you and it doesn't go along with your script, you perceive it as negative because it doesn't go along with your script. So you have to be conscious of that and then switch it up. And oh, this is perfect. I thought that I was I had way more pages left of notes, but I only have one page left after this. So that's good. But this, I want to spend a little bit more time. You have to switch the mind's control from script development to dynamic, ongoing adjustment. Constantly adjust your script. It's a constant adjustment because you don't know where the flow will take you. Like if you were to ask me one year ago where I see myself in one year, I will not have seen myself recording a podcast or any of the stuff that I'm doing right now. I would not even see myself reading Transurfing I wouldn't see myself visualizing. I wouldn't see myself. Maybe I'd see myself meditating. I'm not sure, but not definitely not doing the gateway experience. Like all of this stuff that I'm doing, if you asked myself one year ago, like I would be freaked out. Like this stuff would be extremely weird to me. Like really weird. By playing the target slide in your mind's eye, it is not the circumstances you are shaping, but an ultimate picture of the world you intend to live in. You don't have to worry about the circumstances. Just remind yourself that when you play your target slide, that's the world you intend to live in. So you don't have to worry about the circumstances. You're just you're just focused on the end result. Your only task is the end result. The world's task is everything else. Like the world will take you there. You simply just have to place one foot in front of the other and the world will take you there. That's as simple as that. Reality is quite pliable. And change it. Wait, what? I should have written this one better. Reality is quite pliable. Any changes. Uh, oh, reality is quite pliable and changes adapting to the image in your thoughts. Like you can like this one quote that I said yesterday is you can change reality and you can change it drastically. Like you can change your situation, you can change it drastically because reality is pliable. It is inert like tar, but it's pliable. You can shape it with your thoughts and you can radically change it. If you have a tendency of negative thoughts, you can radically change your thoughts to positive. And then as a result, reality will be reflected back positively. The alter Okay. The alternative space holds three truly invaluable gifts. The first one, your future, which you are capable of materializing. You can materialize any future you want. And that is an invaluable gift by the alternative space. And the alternative space, if you don't remember, is basically it stores everything that ever is, was, or will be. And it's I like to describe it as a forest, a dark forest that you can't see anything. It's extremely dark. It's pitch black. And then you have a torch that can only light up one one meter in front of you. The lit up area is manifested reality. It's what we're living in right now. That's the lit up area by the torch. But the rest of the forest is the alternative space. It's infinitely big and it has everything that could ever be. The second truly invaluable gift by the alternative space is sacred knowledge, which can trans transform you into a genius. I was just doing the second exercise in wave two of the gateway experience. And it's all about getting into focus 12 and asking, presenting a question and sending it out to the universe. And when you do this, you send out to the universe and then it, answer, it answers back and responds with the answer. And that answer is like something that you could not have come up with on your own. It's because it comes straight from the alternative space. And if you can master this, if you can listen to the heart, then you can truly become a genius. The third invaluable gift by the alternative space is the verdict that you have the right to choose yourself. I don't completely understand what this last one means yet, but you, I think it means that you can choose your own path. You can choose to go off the well-beaten path. Like for me, the well-beaten path was going to college, being a, working a nine to five for the rest of my life. And I'm sorry if you guys can hear the loudness going on upstairs. I am still recording it in my parents' basement. So I have to deal with all that. But you have, 
you can choose to go off the be- well-beaten path. For me, it was college. And then eventually, I'm going my own route. No one else, like literally no one else in my grade is going my route right now. And that is a scary thing to do, but that's what you're able to do. You have the right to do that. And when you go your own path, like everyone has their own path. And when you go your own path, you are generously gifted with an amazing life as a result. And the next one is actually, if you turn off the beaten path and go your own way, you discover your treasure. That's it. Discover your treasure. Treasure. And actually, there's a, a book called The Alchemist, and there's going to be spoilers alert uh, right now for The Alchemist. So if you plan on reading it and don't want spoilers, then skip ahead a little bit. But pretty much, he was a shepherd, and his well-beaten path was to be a shepherd for his life. Or actually, initially, he was supposed to be a priest, and then that was his well-beaten path, but then he chose his own path to be a shepherd, and then he got a dream, and then he got called. He basically got his purpose in life. So then his new, well, his new well-beaten path was the shepherd, so then he had to move on to a, his calling, which was to find his treasure. And then since he turned off his well, the well-beaten path and went his own way, he was rewarded greatly through treasure. That's basically that the chosen okay this this next one is extremely valuable to know the chosen ones choose themselves michael jordan chose himself jeff bezos chose himself elon musk chose himself barack obama chose himself like all of these successful people chose it like they chose for themselves no one else like it didn't happen accidentally no one else did it for them they chose it for themselves You are no mirror. You either accept other people's verdicts or you are the maker who delivers their own verdicts. So you can either listen to what other people have to say. For me, college is the best route. People always said college is the best route. I could have either accepted that verdict or created my own verdict because I'm the maker of my own destiny. Once you receive the knowledge, all that remains is to act and become convinced of it. So this, there's two, I wish I wrote wrote it down, but there's basically two types of knowledge and it's basically knowledge that you learn in a book and knowledge that you basically understand because you took action on doing it. And what you should do, oh yeah, here it is. There's conscious knowledge and integrated awareness. So conscious knowledge is basically you learn in a book. You read Transurfing once. But integrated awareness is you read Transurfing and then you took action and you applied the the principles in real life. And as a result, it's integrated into your awareness now. That's why you shouldn't just learn about Transurfing and read about Transurfing. You should actually apply it and test the principles yourself because then it becomes integrated awareness. And that's another reason why it's so valuable or That's another reason why I was able to do it, get a lot more results after the second time reading it, because the first time I didn't really uh, apply it that much. Anyone who fails to listen to the voice of the heart is not making. They are making mistakes. Listen to your heart, because your heart knows all, and it knows the best route forward. You're making mistakes if you don't departing from your starting point go with the alternatives below so right now is your starting point and then you're departing it to go towards your goal so then allow the alternatives flow to take you there remember you're only in charge of the final destination you're in charge of maintaining that image of the final destination and the world will take you on the rest claim your right to be right you have a right to be right i don't really know what this i think it's the right to be you and the right to be right in your actions. I don't really completely understand the context of this statement. Leave the crowd and deliver your verdict. Assert the right of the maker. Leave the crowd is one of them. Honestly, leaving the crowd is one of the most valuable things that I have ever done. I went off the well-beaten path and it was scary. I'm not going to lie. It's scary, but it's worth it. And it, all it takes is courage. And then once you're on the other side, you're through. And I got to keep reminding myself that because moving forward, all it takes is courage. 
But once I get there, I get there and I'm through. But that's it. That's the last episode of the Transfer from Principles for a while until I read it again. And actually, maybe it's not because I am reading Tufti the Priestess. It's a transurfing book, but I don't know. We'll see. That's it. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.